Welcome back to another edition of the EDBC podcast. Eric Dobratz and Brian Coleman talking sports. Brian, how are you, buddy? Busy, uh, busy uh, couple days, busy couple hours. Lots going on. Lots to get through here. Yeah, uh, I'm good. It's a Monday. Feels like a Monday. It's cold as hell out here in Connecticut. It's awful. It's awful. It's uh, the last day of February. It's really cold. It's the last day of February. Uh, it was a crappy sports weekend, and there's no spring training or baseball going on. But other than that, everything's groovy, man. But you said it. There's a lot going Even with all that, you know, no baseball yet. That in itself, it's a lot going on. You're right. Yeah. You know, it's funny. We talked yesterday about we usually tape our podcast on a Sunday night. But I'm like, let's wait till Monday. It's the baseball deadline. Maybe there'll be something. But, man, I just we don't have to spend all day on this. But just reading everything, I'll be shocked. I mean, part of me thinks the owners don't want to play till May 1st, the 15th. What you read on that? I don't think the owners – I don't think the owners care about that either. They they want to win. They want to stiff arm the players. Again, yep. not the players are coming out like all heroes either. I mean, neither one of these. I don't have a lot of sympathy for either side, but certainly not the owners. The owners show that they don't give a damn. And as we talked about in our buddy Jeff Perlman, who we had on a couple of years ago, has written a bunch of books, including some on baseball. Tweeted out earlier. I mean, I'm I'm paraphrasing Jeff's tweet, but basically saying. You know, just again, the lack of self-awareness, and I'm using his numbers here that he that his tweet um, about you know about a sport that 99.9% of people under the age, age 18 or under don't never watch. And like, I mean, I don't know what baseball is doing other than just I, I've said it all the time, you know, it just shoots itself in the foot more than any other sport. And the other thing too, I I heard this this weekend, it's a great point. It's not billionaires versus millionaires, it's like 60% of players make less than a million dollars. So it's only the high-end guys that are really making all the money. So it's yeah, and really not are trying to, And they're fighting for, you know, it's such a top-heavy thing. It's bizarre. It's a, that's a good point you make. Because as we saw last year, and I think this is part of the fight, I haven't read a lot about the labor negotiations because, quite frankly, I don't care. Just yep. figure it out and get it done. But I do, do know that some of this is about getting better pay for minor league players because as well-compensated – and you can make the case. I don't think some people say they're overcompensated, but I don't think the players are overcompensated at the major league level because of the ownerships making billions and the labor, the guys that people watch should be making a lot of money. But it's hard to be a major league ball player and a pro ball player playing minor league ball, as you know, Eric, obviously yeah. covering sports. These guys don't make anything. Okay. No, and, I mean, and listen to not this. Everyone's a, not everyone's a first round, round signing gets bonus baby with a you know a signing bonus that you know they can live off while they're playing ball in, uh, you know in Albuquerque, New Mexico. That doesn't most most of the guys are not like that. No, and the and the, the mid twenties guy who is a minor leaguer who's hanging on, hoping he gets a chance. You know, 25, 26 years old is not making a lot of money. Nope. And to show you how cheap the owners are. Not only do they not want to pay their their expenses and all the kinds of and, and the, the lodging for hotels has been atrocious, meal money is atrocious. But you had a team in uh, in New Jersey that went on a road trip, and when they came back, all their cars were underwater in the parking lot after we had that big storm. What was it, July or August? I forget what it was. I don't know. We have so many damn big storms yeah. anymore. But I know but, I, I know what you're talking about. Yep, it was in uh, you know Somerset. I think it was. Right. All the cars were underwater because they're near the water. And the owner the owners were basically like, we'll call your insurance company. <laughs> it's like it just, it's just, it's just, just, it just drives you nuts. 
It's the mentality of these guys that own these teams. You think about the guys that own these teams. Some of them are self-made, you know, millionaires or billionaires. Some of them are, are have inherited wealth. So you don't know what the mindset is of these guys. I say guys is primarily, you know, male-dominated ownership. Yep. You know, and that they have no clue how the rest of the world functions outside their 1%. You know, the one percent of wealth. You know, now you can, and I think it's certain. I don't. I'm not going to name names, but I think there's certain owners, like you said, like I don't think they particularly like baseball. I don't think they give a damn about doing anything other than saving as much money as they can. Yeah. I don't. I don't think they have any self awareness. And, and you probably know some of them. There's like might be one in Chicago. I'll just say that well, guys like that. And it's just they just you know they don't care because they're gonna they're not gonna lose anything. How about care the, the workers aren't going to get work, aren't going to work if they miss games? How about the narrative that some small market owners are doing this because they're afraid of Steve Cohen and his spending abilities? The, the idea that you're going to have a handful of owners like Pittsburgh and Arizona and Seattle and you know the Marlins and, and Tampa, they're going to control what the future of Major League Baseball looks like. We're gonna, they're they're going to let that happen. Because yeah, they, they're, they're afraid of the big spender, the the four or five owners that have the most money. Like you know, yeah, how many that out amongst yourselves? Yeah, figure it out. How many? Te- yeah, how many teams? You're right. How many teams go out and just spend willing? I don't want to say willing willingly, but say you know they will that really spend. You can name it up two or three of them, like the Mets, the Dodgers, maybe the Red Sox and the Yankees, depending on the year. That's yep. pretty much it. Yeah. So I'm sorry that there's in there's this inequity, but they know, created it. Yeah. And hey, the other thing I want to mention real quick, I don't know if you saw this today, but how about this story? Due to the lockout, Major League Baseball players are not being drug tested. And one doctor says players have already come to him for steroid consultations. Another doctor added they could be using something right now and not have it detected once they actually get this up and running. This was in the New York Daily News. So you got that whole other thing. So you got guys who may be fringe guys who got a window of They've known since December 1st they weren't going to be – it's everyone knows right. that starting when the lockout started, they knew we were going to come to this. They knew they had a three-month window to cycle a steroid. And they're still screwing around. And what Eric's talking about when we talked about postponing uh, taping until this today uh, rather than last night, Sunday night the 27th, was because today's the day where the owners have imposed that if no, no deal is reached is reached by today, there will at least be a delay to the start of the season, which is supposed to start March 31st. couple things. If you miss a week, I don't really care because starting baseball in March, especially in the Northeast where we are, well, a lot of the country, Northeast, Midwest, is asinine. You shouldn't start the season like before, like April 3rd, but whatever. Yeah. Second part yeah. of that is, um, now I lost my train of thought. What were you talking about? Oh, anyway, Steroids. yeah. So like, so now that'll give us conversation. If they ever do play and we do have a season, that'll that'll be the nice speculation when the guy who last couple of years averages 12 home runs, 58 RBIs, it ha- his 35 dingers and a buck 25 ribbies in August. Well, that'd be, yeah. let's, let's, we'll have fun with that speculation. Yeah. And, and all of a sudden his jersey looks like a youth small. You know, you'll figure that out now <laughs> real quick. So anyway, yeah. baseball can't get out of its own way. Just wanted to mention that off the top. Derek Jeter, by the way, the other news today, get it before we move on. Uh, stepping down as the CEO of the Marlins. So now he's going to do something else, basically saying that mission and he does, which means Derek wants to spend a little money and the Marlins do not. So there you go. So go back to the whole thing. Yeah. We don't want to spend money. So take it easy. Uh, the other thing we, uh, you know, sports is entangled in lots of different things. You got this war going on in the Ukraine with Russia, and now it's starting to affect the sports world. 
you have a lot of Russian athletes who play in the NHL, the Alexander Ovechkins of the world, the world yeah. come to mind. And there's been a report that the security of Russian athletes is becoming a growing concern in the NHL. There's been a lot of threats in media, et cetera. Uh, then you have soccer news, FIFA and, and others have suspended Russia from international competition. And it's funny, Brian, well, things like that, besides the sanctions of the, you know, economic sanctions, but when you start shutting out sports, you have these leaders who love their athletes, you know, when they make a right. Olympics or do whatever, will that start to put a little pressure on the, this uh, situation we have going on? I have no idea. That's way above my pay grade to try to figure out what, what motivates Vladimir Putin. Um, Come on. You got to know that. Didn't you? Take <laughs> I, 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 I think we all know what motivates him. It's uh, he's insane. He's evil, but I, I mean, yeah, FIFA from my understanding, and I'm not a huge soccer guy like FIFA usually lets. Uh, okay. I'm, I'm a little, I'm speaking a little without education on the subject here, but from what I've gathered, FIFA is like, pretty much anything goes i read a lot of like wow when fifa actually goes against you because this is a big deal it's world let's see world cup year 2022 world cup and now russia is like you know they're out of it it's a big deal i assume economically it's huge so that is a big deal the nhl thing is really strange and it's hard because a lot of these guys are here making a living with a lot of their families still over there remember last year you know the artemi panarin or the new york star the new york rangers russian I believe it had been, has been critical of Putin in the past. He had he took a leave of absence over some security issues with his family. Yep. I really hate to see that. These are mostly young guys who have no have nothing to do with this conflict, are here trying to make a living, trying to make a good living, uh, playing in North America. That kind of sucks. And you're right. Nothing – sports is really unimportant. But there is a trickle-down effect from, the, effect from the real world into sports. We've seen it a lot with COVID the last few years, and now we're seeing it with this. And, you know, there are ramifications for people playing here. You know, we all want to just watch sports to sort of, you know, put on the Ranger game on a Sunday night to forget about all the crap that's going on in our lives. But, you know, it is bigger than that. And we'll see what happens. Yeah. And you put a mic in front of Alex, Alex Ovechkin the other day, uh, you know, after the Ranger game or whatever. Like, he's not, like you said, he's not going to sit there and, you know, he's supposedly had a friendly relationship with Putin, but he has all of his relatives still over there. He's got aunts and right. uncles and he's. His family will be in jeopardy if he badmouths Putin. So you got to, that's an it's awful ins- situation to be in. Horrible. It's just and insane. That, I mean, what you just said out loud is insane because he might, he can't b- badmouth Putin or else his innocent family members might be in danger. That is a scary individual. And again, we're getting off the topic of fun and games and stupid dad stuff here, but uh, yep. it's the times we live in. And how about, I don't know if you saw this too, the uh, former boxer was a, was a Klitschko. Vladimir, yes, Vladimir Klitschko, who is now like basically taking up arms over in the Ukraine to help fight. I mean, he's the mayor of one of these big cities. Yeah, he's the mayor of Kiev, Vitali or something like yes. that. Yes. The guy could easily walk away with all the money he has and says, I'm out of here. But no, he's staying. I mean, I was talking to my mom about this yesterday because we were just, you know, questions about these things. But these people, the, the Russians thought they were going to walk in and just this would be no problem. We're going to lay down our arms and they're going to run away. But man, these guys are picking up their guns and they're fighting. So yeah, man, it's a prayer for them every night, you know, crazy. But here's a guy who's probably got millions of dollars, but he's like, no, I'm staying here to fight. You know, he made millions as a heavyweight boxing champ. And does he have a brother too? I think. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, Vladimir. Yeah. Klitschko. Both of them were held the title at one time back. 
you know, that doesn't mean as much as it did used to. I mean, people don't even know who the heavyweight champion is right now or are who the champions are. But, you know, we know Klitschko, he was he held it. Those guys were, dominated the heavyweight division for years. So that means, yeah. if nothing else, just from pay-per-view, they must have massive amounts of money. And they're still there. It's inspiring. It's also sickening that it has to come to this. And you just wish they you wish the best for them. I don't know. What else, I don't know what else to say, you know. And, and you usually can't shut up. So the, the idea that it's you're, true. you know, I mean, Jesus, God, uh, what else is going on in the world of sports? I was at the, um, where was I this weekend? We had UConn basketball, two games yesterday. Oh my God, Brian, I just got to go aside. Georgetown is so bad. 0-17 in the East. Georgetown is bad. 6-21 and going into the game yesterday. I feel uh, so can... bad for Patrick. I, oh, I feel terrible. He's going to get fired. I was going to see, see, I was gonna see your guy, Patrick. That's your guy, Patrick Ewing. And here's and, the problem. Uh, it's so easy to bash Georgetown, and I get it. But first of all, they don't – I mean, the, the admissions process is not easy there, no matter what anybody says. And they have no on-campus building. You know, they play in an NBA arena. I think we've talked about this before, but, man, that's a tough Yeah, thing. they don't have a – They. it seems weird they still don't have an on-campus thing, you know. Just reading a uh, book on the Big East last week or a couple. Yeah, how weeks is ago. that? Tell me about that. We want to try. To Very get good. Dana Dana O'Neill, who uh, writes for the Athletic, she wrote, released a book late November, early December, which is titled "The Big East on um, the History of the Big East Basketball Conference from 1979 to Present Day." Really good. Um, really good. Um, but you know, uh, the, the part I loved was obviously the 80s. The, the 80s were the highlight of the the zenith of Big East conference basketball. Uh, yep. In Georgetown, yeah, yeah. I mean, Georgetown wasn't much of a program before John Thompson got there, the late John Thompson. And they were a great program, great national program. But I don't – I mean, it's – And now you learn it, most of it's because of his just will to win. You know what I mean? Just his will to win. And he, well, he got guys that, you know, they don't take anymore. And I'm not – you know, they don't take – they wouldn't take a – and Alan, I don't think, you know, I don't know if Alan Iverson gets in that school now. I don't know if Michael, you know, was it Michael Graham who had some issues, who was a great player on that their 84 title team, the only championship they ever won. Yep. I'm not saying you should or you shouldn't. I don't really care. I mean, I don't care. But yep. obviously things have changed there. And I, I, you know, we all like Patrick Ewing. He's a Hall of Famer. Uh, I, you know, last year the Post named him, the New York Post named him the greatest Nick of all time. And he's probably going to get fired, wouldn't you say? Yeah, it definitely was. Like I said, it's not his fault. He was quoted as saying after the game yesterday, I was watching it that, you know, I hope they, I hope to be back next year to try to fix this, but man, it's, it's definitely not easy. And and you mentioned what a day in college basketball was the first time ever seven top 10 teams lost on the same day. Yep. Uh, Saturday, starting with even, even Gonzaga late Saturday night, I didn't step for this game losing. I want to say, do your homework, Brian. I'll just say St. Mary's. They lost to St. Mary's Gonzaga's yep. number one team in the country. Uh, crazy. It's wild. I'm starting, you know, now I haven't, I said, I've been off college hoops this year. Me I, too. I haven't paid really. attention at all. But now it's almost March. So now I have to start becoming an expert. I have to start paying attention. So I don't know. You, <laughs> you know. have gambling. You have gambling. I, I know. I got, I got a brackets to fill out in a couple weeks. Selection Sunday's like two weeks ago yesterday. That's it's coming up. Uh, I'm, I'm love, but you know, UConn moved up to number 18 after shellacking Georgetown this week. Yep. And winning a, uh, Oh, well, actually, yeah. Uh, yesterday, and then you know, beating Villanova last week in a great game. Uh, so good for UConn. It'll be fun. So, yeah, yeah, just looking like at seven out of the first. I guess that points to the parity this year because I do look at that top ten and go, okay, all right. Well, yeah, no just, I'm just I'm just glancing at that. I mean, Purdue is number four in the country, which I knew they're having a good season. But besides for UConn in the Big East, I have not paid attention actually. I did watch a little bit of 
UCLA and Oregon the other night on that crazy court. Have you seen the court they have in Oregon, the basketball court? I highly suggest you look it up. I have. I, 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 think watching I, think the game. I think they changed a lot. It looks like, is this one that looks like a forest? It's, it's like a forest or it's like a mountain. Yeah, it's kind of weird. Yeah, the uh, just looking at the top ten, you mentioned Texas Tech lost. They're number nine. Duke destroyed Syracuse. Which the Syracuse sucks. Auburn lost to Tennessee, uh, Kentucky lost to Arkansas, and Purdue lost to Michigan State. So a rough and tumble weekend. Arizona's number two in the country. They lost to Colorado. Yep, they lost. You mentioned Gonzaga losing to St. Mary's. So it, listen, I, I who knows? It, it'll be and fun. Gonzaga, like and Gonzaga can, can be number one all year. Uh, I know they made, they finally made a national championship game last year. I am never, ever, 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 ever picking Gonzaga to win the whole thing until I see it. Because they play at a, at a conference yep. every year. I'm told how great they are at every year, except for last year when they did get their asses smoked in the title game. They got there at least, but then yep. they got smoked. I don't yep. buy them. I don't buy them, Eric. Hey, I have one quick question because I saw this on the, on the Twitter because I spent yeah, too much time on social media this weekend. Um, somebody got into like one of the UConn fans, one of the big UConn fans that's on Twitter a lot said Providence is hanging a banner, the Providence men's basketball team. It's a regular season. Regular season. Regular you think a banner for that? UConn does it too. It doesn't mean it. Nobody cares about the regular season. No, regular season. The regular champ. season title means you're in the number one seat in the tournament. My neighbor the hung a banner. Tournament. His, my neighbor hung a Providence banner in his garage right now. I woke up to oh, police. Win yep. something. Regular Nobody season. Cares. And here's the other thing about that as well. Uh, Providence is taking a little bit of heat because they're going to play less games than anyone else in the league. Because of COVID? So they postponed three games, and one of those games was against UConn. And they yeah, had 11 and 2 in the conference. So that's only 13 games. They're 24 and 3 overall, but yeah, they, yeah. Post, they postponed a couple of games, and one of them was against UConn. And the reason people are saying that they postponed them, yeah, because they don't want to play them again. And they had a mutual open date a couple different times, and they refused to schedule, which, first of all, why would you give up a sold out date? Because the game would have been sold out. Or was it a home game? Or it was a home who, game for whom? For which team? For Providence. Yeah, that seems dumb. Yeah, so they gave up a gate against UConn, like especially come after COVID, and so people are saying it's a little, you know, it's going to be the first time ever where a team wins the regular season less games than they won. Dude, like I said, I just got done reading a whole book on the Big East. The Big East tournament is like you know a lot of a lot That's of games. All that matters. Nobody gives a damn about the regular season title. That just means you get a bye and you're the one seed in the tournament, which doesn't mean a hell of a lot because you're playing all the games at Madison Square Garden. Yeah, like which who, is won, be awesome. who won the Big East regular season title last year? I don't even know. I have no idea. Villanova? Villanova? Who won the Probably, Big East tournament champ- Who won the Big East tournament championship last year? Do you remember? Georgetown. To, oh, Georgetown. Okay. Pulled an upset. Yeah. Oh, I remember that now. Yeah. It did UConn not carry lost, over to UConn, this season. UConn lost to Creighton. And then Creighton lost to Georgetown in the in the final. So. See, at least you remember that. But I don't care. I do. Providence, whatever. I can't. I'm, I'm just looking forward to betting against betting against Providence in like the round two games and like yeah. see them get upset after the first weekend. And here's a real real quick. I just want to mention this before we we got to take a timeout. We'll wrap up this college basketball talk. But yesterday, Brian, I spent the day at Wesleyan, the Wesleyan Cardinals in Middletown, Connecticut, playing yes. for a Division three uh, NCAA tournament bid. Beat Williams, what are they, the F's up there, E-P-H-S, E-F's, F's, whatever they are. Uh, they beat Williams in overtime yesterday. So Williams, uh, Wesleyan's going to the NCAA tournament. But the thing I got to tell you about it, no TV timeouts, 
The first half took about 25 minutes. That's <laughs> awesome. Yeah. Just playing ball. Each team gets six timeouts, so about three and a half. So they'll call a timeout when they think their their guys are a little gassed. But it was just – it felt like what college basketball should be. I hate saying that, but it just – it was, I know you sound old when you say it, but yeah, I Yeah, but it was a sold-out gym, you know, 700, 800, 1,000 people in there. Really excited, and it was just fun to, to see the kids react when they're going to the incident. Did you see 800,000? I think – or 8,000. I assume you said 8,000. 800 or 1,000 was what I said. Oh, 800 or 1,000. So yeah, 000, small little gym. And also St. Joe's and West Hartford beat yep. Albertus Magnus yesterday, so they're going to the Division Three, and that's the team that Calvin helped Two local teams playing in the NCAA tournament. They learned today where, where, and when they'll play. So there you go. That is our college basketball segment. There well will done. be more because yeah, we talk about the conference tournaments will be starting up, and this time next week we'll yeah, we'll get into it even more. Eric, we'll start you know ripping through it. Big East tournament at the Mohegan Sun. The UConn women open on Saturday at noon in the uh, quarterfinal game. Saturday at noon, Mohegan Sun, and then the following week, the Big East tournament for the men. We'll be all over. Outstanding. All right, we gotta take a time while we come back. Uh, we got some birthdays to talk about, a couple other things as well. Yeah. Before we do that, let's talk about all as well. All as well believes in the power of a good night's sleep, designed to make good sleep accessible to all. The all as well mattress features hybrid mattress technology, and that combines the best of both worlds: memory foam and individually individually wrapped coils. That creates a winning blend of comfort and support. The goal was to create an affordable mattress without sacrificing or qual- without sacrificing quality or luxury. And the result is the Oswell Queen. That's a queen size mattress that starts as low as $345. That's a great price for a queen mattress. I don't need to tell you that. So anyway, here's another way to say it. Go onto our website, edbcpodcast.bussprout.com. Click on any one of our award-winning episodes, at least in my mind, they're award-winning. Any one of our episodes, you'll see a link for allswellhome.com. If you click on that link, you'll save 15% off your first order from allswellhome.com. Another great deal. So remember, sleep well, save well, and sleep well. Did I say that again? With all is well. well. Why are you bothering me with the uh, the the headline about the Washington Commanders screwing up their uniforms? What, they look I, I the think, same. What do they do? They're the, they're the 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 hideous, you know, maroon and gold colors, right? They're not the same. They, they, you know, they put the they're they're very similar. But okay. you know, and I know where I know where a few weeks old in this. You know, I we missed a week. Um, I you know, I had to be at I was out of town for a week. Um, but I just was seeing this because I was immediately thinking like, okay, another bad uniform redesigned by an NFL team. Like it says Washington on it. I don't know why we have to have letters in the front of the jerseys. It's like this pin. I don't know what you call it, like a pinstripe, like thin letters rather than the old school block letters. I say this because as I'm on the Twitter and I'm seeing like updates from, you know, the USFL is starting again. The old USFL from like back in the eighties are trying it again. I don't care. Whatever. But they're showing like all their uniforms, and like a lot of their uniforms look pretty cool. Why can't you get Atlanta, Tampa Bay, now the Washington Commanders? What a what a lame nickname, by the way. Could you have gone with a safer choice? Oh my goodness, how uninspiring! Why can't who? I want to know who sits in a room, designs this stuff, says, "Yeah, this is it. This is it," and then prevent, presents it to the team. And the marketing department of the team, and they all, there's going to be a few people. They all say, that's it. That's, we got it, man. We got it. Call the media down. We have right. a media presentation. We got players modeling this. We're so proud of this. And everybody knows they look like crap. What's going on, Eric? 
So you got Nobody the gambler. Nobody has any sense of fashion anymore. You got that. So there's going to be the bandits, the maulers, the gamblers. These are just some of the Pittsburgh maulers, Houston gamblers, uh, Tampa Bay bandits. Listen, this is just those an are average. all original team names. This is just Remember another that. attempt for you to find another way to watch football and not talk to your family. Let's just call probably. It. Yeah, I think I'm going to be a Pittsburgh maulers fan. I'm not sure. I'm thinking about it. Or t- I don't know. I can't be. Uh, I can't go Tampa Bay because I can't support. Never mind what I can't support. Um, yeah, but I don't know. Um, it just it just ruffled my it, it ruffled my feathers, Eric. I want to see some good uniforms. Take take it take it take a minute. Relax. It's okay. Uh-huh. Everything's gonna be all right. Baseball will be back soon. We hope. You don't remember like the Philadelphia Stars or nineteen eighty three? They had like a bunch of NFL guys. On You're that a team. lot older than me, Brian. So I don't remember. I'm like a year days. older than you. you those days. Know, almost need to hit the bleep button. <laughs> So, hey, listen to this. How about this is some little family dad news? Yeah. After starting in, you know, the end of August, my kids' mm-hmm. hockey season ends this coming weekend. How about that? Your season, your kids' hockey season, I can't do the math because I'm terrible at it's math. It's like a pregnancy. It's like a pregnancy. <laughs> Except this time you have to go through the pain. Uh, yeah. yeah. <laughs> this time you're this time you're in discomfort. Oh, trust me. I went through some pain. Don't worry. I went yeah, my my daughter's season is over and my son's state tournament starts. I said to him this morning, he always asks about like my wife has a chalkboard on the uh, pantry door in our kitchen and puts the week events and like my wife does that. Normally there's 50 things on there for seven days, and my son has practice on Tuesday and it's his last practice. Of the so what happens? And like secretly, you're you said it's a tournament he's about to start it. State like tournament. Secret- so here's the other thing: my son is 12. Okay. Yeah, yeah. His game on Thursday night is at 8.40. Oh, that's great. 8.40. And it takes about an hour and 15 minutes to play a game. So there's 10 o'clock. You got a little locker room post cool down. You got to get changed, take off your gear, put it all away. Yeah. It's 10.15. So that means we're not going to get home till almost 11 o'clock. He's got a shower, obviously. You got to get the, you gotta shower that kid off. Yeah, he stinks when he comes off the game. Oh. So <laughs> Uh, so then you're talking 1130 at night. Then you get up the next morning. I don't know what time your kids get up. My kids get up. My daughter gets up at 630. My son gets up a quarter set. So yeah, pretty much around that. So. And then the next day his game is at 640. So when he comes home from school at three o'clock, he is going to, I'm telling me, you're going to go lay down take a little, you know, a little afternoon nap before his second game, yeah. 840 on a Thursday night. You're not dealing with that when you're dealing with your little soccer team over, over there. In Shelf, right? <laughs> no, we are not. Uh, no, we got a we got a whole bunch of stuff. My oldest daughter is in a play, so she's at rehearsals like three hours a night every night this week. Like that's I, that's inconvenient. Which, by the way, that let's before we move on to me. Yeah, you were saying that whole thing like eight. I'm, I'm not sure here. Are you saying this is an inconvenient? This is bad for your son or bad for you? Because you got no, I don't care. My son, no, my son. I don't care what. The- <laughs> Right. Hey, my kids go to bed pretty early between 9 30 and 10 they like they oh sleep they're busy active so people. lucky and you know it's funny my son said to me last night we're sitting on the couch watching tv and he said to me, you know i said to him hey it's 9 30 you gotta brush teeth let's get organized let's get upstairs i'm in seventh grade you, what time did you go to bed in seventh grade and i said you know what i don't even know i, no I don't remember uh, but i'm telling you you're going to bed now yeah no course, idea yeah I, I probably around the same time wouldn't you think 10 o'clock I don't know oh, your folks. 10, that sounds right. Seventh grade. Yeah. You know, I, I don't recall. And then the other thing too, is that, you know, all of a sudden we've got these little 
we're putting together these little evenings with friends on a Friday and Saturday night. The other night, he yeah. didn't get home till 1030 at night, 11 o'clock at night. So that's a, this is a whole new wrinkle to the, uh, getting older. Yeah. More seventh and eighth grade, seventh and eighth grade. They got their own Oof. friends. They don't want to hang out with me, Brian. You imagine? It's, that's hard to believe. You make imagine? jokes about me avoiding my family. You're, hey, you're wishing way, you could avoid your family. You can't get rid of them. You're in the car. You go to hockey tournaments. Did, did I tell you I discovered Arrested Development? Am I repeating myself? The show Arrested no, Development? No, but it's interesting. I did too last fall. Yes. I'm on season uh, – I'm almost done with season two right now. How did I, I – one of the best shows I've ever watched. Comedy. Is, it's good. Yeah. It's very good. Um, Tony Hill's know. physical comedy. Will Arnett, Jason Bateman. I mean, they're Bateman's oh good. God. Yep, it's well it's written. Such a good show. And what's his name there? Jeffrey Tambor. Is I love Jeffrey Tambor. I, and Tambor. the mother in that didn't she just pass away recently? She just passed. Oh, I can't think of her name. Oh, Me Jessica neither. Walter. That who Jessica was? Walter. Did you yeah, watch the SAG Awards it. last night? What? Yeah, I watched the SAG Awards. No, I didn't watch the SAG Awards. I'm Come not on, that I'm hard a, up to I'm avoid family. Member. I had to watch it. You, y'all, you, you get the little, get the little movies. This is what I want you to do because it's probably on YouTube. Yeah. Watch the in memoriam they put together last night. You've talked, you've oh, been no. good about this about actors and actresses and, and TV shows that we've seen here. Yeah, but man, that hit me really hard last night. The reel they put together of all the people who passed away in the last year from show business, you know, the Howard Hessmans we talked about. And yeah, there was another guy in the show too, was a salesman there. What was his name? Uh, he passed away as well. The other, you know, I mean, her Harlick, yeah, he passed away. I didn't know he died. Yeah. But it's if you get a chance, watch the in memoriam put together. It's actually the whole show is on, on HBO Max right now. They're, they're, they're you know, what's weird about that is um, when someone and I'm not trying to make light of this because I'm, yeah, yeah. I mean, you know, I'm dealing with some loss in our family right now. Yeah. But if someone passes so close to something like this, um, Sally Kellerman, uh, the actress, she was passed on, away yeah. Too, yeah. Did they? I'm not, I'm not trying to make a joke. Like when yeah. something happens, like did they like make sure to like squeeze her in at the last? She was minute? in. Yeah, no, it was it was edited perfectly. And who's the Peter Bogdanovich passed away? Peter Bogdanovich, well. the director. Yep, that wasn't too long ago, was it? it was a that's three four weeks ago, Don't right? Think so. But he was in there. But I thought of you, and the reason I thought of you is because you're so well schooled on this 70s and 80s. You know the sitcoms we grew up watching. And what I and I said, um, I said to Denise last night, oh, I hope Brian gets to see this because A, they did a very good job putting it together. And B, just like it's like childhood flashback. You know, Captain yeah. Stubing passed away this year. Gavin McLeod? Yes. Yeah. Gavin McLeod. So there's a uh, lot of those. And I forget Marky Post passed away. We did Marky Post. I know, oh, but God. I just, you know, you see it. And then who is the the guys of our guys our age, maybe a little older, younger, were. Marky Post was the thing back in the day. Oh, tremendous. Oof. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. And there was someone else in the show yeah. that passed away too, African-American guy who was a father in something about Mary. I don't remember. Oh, I don't remember his name, but I know who you're talking about. I think Frank Bonner is uh, was her parlor, and he did pass away. I didn't know that. Yeah. So anyway, get a chance. What's sad me. is now we're going to hold another bunch of that again. So your recommendation for me. Yes. As we talk about how we don't have any sports to watch really as much. We don't have baseball. The winter weather is depressing. And, you know, it's just that type of year where you got to kind of get down. You're ready for spring. You're cheer up and you're cheer me. You're sort of good natured. Like here's a little feel good watch is to watch the uh, folks we have lost segment on the sack <laughs> boards. We, uh, we can't. You guys can't see this, but Eric, there is a. We are on video here. But, yeah, uh, Eric there, just flipped. Eric just flipped me the bird. It's twenty. It's twenty-five degrees. You're dealing, as you mentioned, you're dealing with your own loss in your family, which is an awful situation. But what do I recommend? Hey, Brian, you're due for a good cry. 
Put on the in memory. <laughs> right. Hey, remember those people that died that you liked when you were a kid? A little, little levity. They're all on one spot on the television. Why don't no you hit one, the deep? Don't forget to hit the record button. No one cheers you up more than me, Brad. No one cheers you up. Oh, my goodness. Uh, you'll watch it, though. And trust me, after you watch it, you'll text me. It's a good call. Call. I good. really hope your kids uh tournament. I hope the his team goes to the final. Just here you have more travel to, have to figure yeah, out. Yeah, exactly. Hey, have you guys All seen right. the movie Coda? No. I heard it. Do you have Apple TV? I heard it's uh, yes, we do. It's watchable watching Ted Lasso. Uh yeah. I haven't watched a regular movie in like six months. Neither have I. And did you watch the squid? TV. Did you watch the squid game? No. Me neither. And I won a bunch of awards last night. The SAG after folks like them. I know. I feel like I'm missing out on a pop culture thing by not watching the Squid Game. So, and we're all talking about like uh, Caddyshack every week on this podcast. Oh, by the way, Evan mentioning uh, Sixteen Candles, Dad. How about Evan Roberts from WFAN? I'm in the car, and I, I, you know, I get in the car, I'll listen for a little bit. I usually flip to Mad Dog, which I'll do today. He was on vacation last week, so my options were slim. Mm, Evan yeah. Roberts, I catch a segment where he says that Caddyshack might be the worst movie he's ever seen in his life. You know, I'm not. And I, Craig I'm Hart, done fighting those battles. He's probably like 15 years younger than us. He's 36. It's before his time. Yeah. He doesn't know what the hell he's talking about. That's fine. I mean, I've never heard anyone say that before, and it bothered me so much. I almost I wanted to call and yell and scream at him. But he always he's one of those guys who thinks he's smarter. So anyway, yeah, I was gonna say. I mean, imagine. I mean, the worst thing is like if you had to hang out with a guy like that. Like, what would you talk about? What would, oh. what would you? What would you? You would have you'd have no shared sense of humor. He keeps score at Medgate. That's all you need to know. And he watches yeah. the games at home and he's smart. That that's that's a little yeah. Much. That's 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 all you need to know. He's, yeah. You know what? He's got the right job for him. Pays yep. him a nice amount of money. Absolutely. God bless. You. Watch whatever you want to watch, Evan. But you're 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 insane. All right. I really derailed this podcast, and we need to take a break, and then we need to hit your birthday list. And I'm going to be honest with you, I don't know who half of them are, so that should be fun. You do. Yeah, I mean, I do. I got to look it up. But I'll, I, 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 a I couple of my. We had a lot of repeat ones this week. Uh, like John Turturro, we've done like two years in a row. So I, I tried to find some different ones. Well, I can't wait. We got five of them to knock out in the next couple of minutes. And there's always some stories behind. No, some, always, sometimes there's some stories. There is. But before, Leah, you said it though. But before we get to stories, let's get to Instacart. Stay warm this winter. And man, that's hard to do. To go outside, it's really cold. So not rather than venture out to the grocery store and you know freeze yourself, your, you know what, off in the parking lot. Why don't you stay home and make somebody else do it? Instacart, they're ready. They're right there. Personal shoppers. Those personal shoppers can help you utilize Instacart's new convenience and ready-made meals with priority delivery to get your favorite snacks and, and meals delivered, sometimes in as fast as 30 minutes and late night shopping too. It's very cool. So, you know, even if you guys need something late at night, dial up Instacart or text Instacart. You can uh, have uh, text conversations with your personal shopper figure out what you want and when you want it. It's great. Instacart use, uh, shops from your local stores. You're not going to stores that you never heard of, you're not familiar with. Local stores where you know what they have and you know what they do or don't have and you know their sales. Instacart, when you start using Instacart, they'll start looking for sales that you might not know about to help you save. Here's another great way. Just you know, sign up today for Instacart. It's really easy. Go to instacart.com. Click on the sign-up link. You'll see it's right on the front page. You can usually get an account set up within three minutes or less, and you'll get $10 off your first order. That's $10 off your first Instacart order, and that helps because prices are crazy these days. So remember, this winter, while we're all freezing, shop from home and shop smart with Instacart. 
All right, beautiful. All right, you got a birthday list there, Slick. So let's, uh, what do we got here? Take, take it away. Come on. Uh, actress Joanne Woodward, who a uh, longtime Connecticut resident, uh, wife of the late great Paul Newman, uh, a Hollywood fixture back in the day. Yep. Um, yes, she's celebrating quite the birthday. Got to interview Paul Newman once at the Travelers Championship, which was the GHL yeah. back then. Yes, a very long time. One of the highlights of my life. Could not have been a nicer guy. That's I won't belabor uh, the next. I sat next to him. I'm sorry, behind him one time at the Westport Theater, where he and his wife were, especially Joanne, is still heavily involved in. I was like, oh, man, that's Paul Newman. He's right in front of me. I wish I could yep. say something. This is awesome. I'm starstruck. I usually don't get starstruck, but that's Paul Newman. I don't know what the play was about. I have no idea. <laughs> Paul Newman was two feet away from me. It's all I cared about. Yeah, you don't know what the play was about, but you can tell me how many hairs were on the back of his neck and how many friends. Oh, absolutely. Uh, Joanne Woodward. I mean, Paul was like, he's been dead, what, 10, 12? I mean, uh, July. I bet, it's hard that I know this, but I remember because it was a big deal. Uh, I was still working with you guys, with you, 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 know, you with uh, Channel 8 at the time. It was a big news story because he's such a been in Connecticut for so long. He believed he passed in July of 08. So I'm going to say she's like 94. Very close. She's 92. There you go. Yeah, I figured because he was in his late, he was like 80 when he passed away. So He's 83. All right, there you go. Beautiful. All right, who's next, man? Uh, one of the wrestling, I, I like this because I also read something this guy tweeted out celebrating his birthday. When you celebrate your own birthday, I love it. Like, hey, I'm still here. I'm still alive. If you're a wrestling fan from like the 80s and the 90s, you know who this guy is, pro wrestling. Um, we were kids. The Nature Boy, Ric Flair. And he has a famous, what is this? World what champion. Is his, what is his famous thing he does? Uh, he does that woo thing. There Still does the woo, woo. When he goes to like a shark, he you, you see him like Carolina Panthers football games, and he does that. It's like his Michael Buffer thing. Dan Hurley now does it as the UConn head coach. He will do it to the fans occasionally after games when they won a big game last week. And I was at Villanova, or whatever. He was walking off, and he was doing that, giving the fans a couple. So it's funny. It's a universal uh, thing. God bless Rick. Yeah, I saw something him saying on Twitter like this weekend, like, hey, I've been hit by lightning twice. I was in an airplane crash when I, I broke my back. I wasn't expected to even be able to like wrestle again. I'm there, I'm not going anywhere. And somebody retweeted that like an old wrestler, like I don't know, like whatever. It's the guy who played Sting or whatever wrestler. It's like, yep, it's true. Rick is like a cockroach. He's gonna bury us all. So I'm gonna say he's like Rick? he's 73. Mm. Woo! Right on the number? No kidding. I was going to say 75, but I thought that might be a little too old. And I was going to say 72, so I kind of split the difference. All right. Bang. Who's next? A couple of musical people here. The second one we'll get to, I brought, I'll tell you why I brought him up. Another, I think this guy lives in Connecticut, too. And aren't we lucky we, if he does, if he does, because, you know, we just saw, what's that movie? Uh, Office Space. I'm just super, super fan of this guy's music. Michael Bolton. All right. Quick Your favorite. Quick story, 1999, uh, was it 99 or 2000? I was producing, I was field producing for Channel 8 at the Capitol for the Governor Roland inauguration ball. And me, how about this? Me, and Nyberg, uh, I don't know who else, Mark Davis, someone were in the car. I'd say Mark Davis has to be there. We're parked outside and all of a sudden a red Porsche pulls up to us. And we're in a Channel 8 marked car. Red Porsche pulls up to us. And it's Michael Bolton and his date wanting to know how to get to the inaugural party. So they basically followed us because we were just, we had stopped for a second and like, follow us. And so Michael Bolton, we helped escort him to the inauguration of Governor Roll. The days before GPS. 
Yes, um, exactly. He knew he, he was in the he was in the ballpark. He just didn't know where the entryway was. So. Michael Bolton is sixty-seven. He is sixty-nine. All right, not bad. I'm in the I'm in the neighborhood. The only one I again the only reason I sort of threw this guy's name in there is because we mentioned Journey a couple weeks ago. You'd seen Journey like our yeah. video or something. The current brand, the current version of the band Journey, a big oh. band from like the late seventies. And this and guy looks horrible on New Year's Eve. Yeah, and you said he, he looked awful. I guess you're saying maybe he had work done, but it didn't go well, or maybe oh. he just looked old. Uh, Joel, Joel gu- Rivers was laughing at his plastic surgery. Their guitar player, who's a phenomenal guitar player, no matter what you think of the band, the guy's an amazing guitar player. He's in Santana. Uh, yeah, it was in Santana before his journey. He was like 15 year old guitar prodigy playing at Woodstock. Anyway, I'm talking about Neil Sean and Neil Sean's face. Uh, how old is he? I'm going to say he is uh, 40, 68. Wow, you were you you doing yeah sixty eight nice job. No kidding. And I'll tell you how I figured that out. You said he was around fifteen. Woodstock was nineteen sixty nine. Quick math, uh, nineteen fifty four. Bang. Yeah. Thank you. Nice. Nice yeah. sort of yeah. Nice job, Brian. Not as dumb as I look. Uh, don't answer that. Last one. Go ahead. This is uh, I think this is the the biggest man. I are we getting old? Name on this week's list, at least for me. I don't yep. know how you feel, but like you know. Uh, Former first daughter, Chelsea Clinton, Bill and Hillary's offspring, or so we're led to believe. <laughs> Just I'm kidding. Just kidding. Oh, man. This is like, really? Man, we're old. Because I wish I knew how old she was in this first term there. 92, was it 92? 92, yeah. yeah. <sighs> I'm going to say that she is 42. Seriously? Ah, ah, ah. I'm speechless. I'm without speech. You got another one. Boom. And here's what I get. Here's a here. Here's how I did that. 92. They were in office, and I'm like, I think she was like a pre. I think she was like 12 or 13, if I remember, because I don't remember a young version of her in that White House. Mm. So I was thinking a preteen teen. I have a 14 year old daughter, 12 year old son. So I'm thinking she was about their age. So I'm like, oh, I'll say she was born in 80 because it's easier math. 20 and right okay yep you're using some logic here wow you used some logic this week and it paid off for you in a big way now there's no prize yeah but it's just impressive that you got that many right pretty damn good pretty damn good all right well you you managed to uh fill out another tremendous birthday list and wrap up this podcast tremendous fun yeah we we went yeah we we, we managed to kill almost 45 minutes and hopefully help somebody else kill 45 minutes when they listen to this this week all right so gather up the family you know what your job is tonight gather up the family around the tv and watch a two minute scroll of dead people enjoy exactly all right kids you're welcome you're welcome here kids you got this fresh wound come on in here and watch this come on (laughs) perfect (laughs) all right that'll do it for this edition of the edbc podcast i'm eric he's brian until next time brian Say goodbye. See ya.